Hi, my name is James Pikeway. I'm Paul Kelly. And welcome back to Know Your Audience, a new season. Yeah, fresh episodes, hot out of the oven, I guess we'd like <laughs> to say, maybe. Is that where we do podcasts? Yeah, that's exactly what we do in these micro mini podcasts. And it's all about really getting to practically know, put practical insights. Practical insights. There we go. <laughs> that was there a better word to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for marketers and I guess people who are dealing with business growth or needing to know what people are doing out in the real world at scale. Um, and that's what Audience First and, um, is about. That's what we talked about at length in Series 1. Drop back and listen to it if you if you haven't yet. And in this, this sort of series, if we're going to call it that, or, or these fresh episodes, what we're going to start to do, I think, is really go a little bit deeper into what numbers are, what data is, and how you can understand audiences, and particularly, I guess, through a marketing lens, and how we can really start to build um, traction uh, I like that word traction. I like traction. How to build traction? Yeah, and and get make make things more effective. Whether you're a small brand, uh, maybe a coffee shop or a shawarma company. shop. Shawarma, yeah, even yeah. better. Yeah. God, I love a shawarma right now. <laughs> <laughs> and what we could do, and, and and or you're the biggest brand in the world, and and you're selling shoes, you're yeah, selling you know, cars, you're selling electric soda boats, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Electric boats. <laughs> electric boats. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Cool. I think you still never think that's know. A niche, you see, you yeah. never know where it is going yeah, to go. Yeah, but everybody has to sell or market to an audience. And, and what this is about is, is doing that more efficiently, more effectively, or, or perhaps even um, coming up with products that better suit your audience. And that's what Audience First is about. That's what we talked about at length previously. Okay, so let's now. let's let's pause. Pause. Stop. 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 Collaborate. Be- <laughs> <laughs> You are listening, and I'm saying to the you, the person who has us in their ears. The or you, on their speakers. Or on their speakers, or in their car, or playing in their shop, or bedside listening on the big screen. <laughs> we, we did, you did allude to season one I of did. this podcast. I did. I'm going to put you on the spot. That has come previously. It has come previously, and you can go back and listen to them all, because yep. they are there. And they're quick. Quick, easy, simple to... Get digest. into your commute to work yeah. would be made infinitely better by listening to them. Somebody right now is saying, Oh, I haven't listened to those, but I'm listening to this now and I will go back and listen. But Paul, can you tell me what that first season was all about? Can you put it into a nutshell? That's what they're saying. And I'm thinking that would be really interesting to hear. Yeah, look, so the first series was all about looking at audience first as a concept and how the the actual notion of looking towards the people who are consuming your product, service, insert, whatever here, can be reached more efficiently and effectively. And then how you can use the insights from those people themselves to get make things either, like I said, your marketing more efficient or your product better or new products tailored to your audience a lot better. We looked across the whole range of what that actually could mean. Doesn't all marketing suggest its audience first? Correct. Yeah, I think the the difference, I guess, with this concept is really borrowing strongly from the creator economy, where there's creators out in the world today who are who have amassed audiences in the hundreds of millions. Creators like the people who are micro influencers, people who are doing YouTube videos, people who are doing stuff on TikTok or Insta. Those people. Yeah, yeah. People who are making content that people love. They formed a community. I mean, most people, if not all people, probably. Are, Probably YouTube is a great thing because it's it's a more accessible, I guess, platform for everybody. There's 
creators on there that everybody knows, everybody deals with on a daily basis, or not deals with, <laughs> but, but watches, maybe sure. not daily, but occasionally even. No, no, and everyone is sitting in their office cubicle, they're sitting in their car, <laughs> they're on the metro, everyone's looking at TikTok, they won't admit it, yeah. they're looking at it, they're looking at yeah. the YouTube videos, they're looking at the Insta stories. And people create that content, no matter what that content is, it's being created, and people love that content, they then become an audience of that content, I guess in the way a traditional media, you know, that radio stations or TV stations and things like that before have been strong in that. Um, that's certainly democratised now. And what we looked at before and what audience first is, is about looking at that, that audience, what they love about that, what that person's creating. And you get much richer insights because it's digital, it's social. We're able to sort of see the commonalities between those audiences. And that's and where the algorithms and things that you're using with Scylla... Yes, give the give you the data that leads to the insights yeah yeah exactly and, and i think what we, we touched on in the first series is we're like lucky or or smart whichever one you want to choose at da but we've got Scylla, which is our um, ai enabled consumer intelligence platform um but you don't necessarily and that's what we talked about in series one is, is that you can do this some of this stuff yourself you don't need to get out um the advanced tools okay you know it's great that we've got it and it gives us an i guess an edge in being able to see this stuff but edge is the key right today with whatever we're selling with whatever we're trying to get people's attention with yeah sure i can go and i can look at how many people are looking at something or how many hits they have or how many likes they have and i can go and i can look read through the comments but da's got a tool that is going to enrich that data that i'm looking at and help me to actually make sense of it in a little bit more economical when i say economical economical with my time economical with your time in a little bit more economical way yeah yeah exactly and and uh, time is everything right yeah <laughs> like always <laughs> and i think you know when you start to sort of go up the marketing chain a lot um i guess a lot at the bottom of it is about experimentation but then as you go up i guess you know there needs to be stronger targeting and, and you need to be able to speak the same language as your yeah. audience, whether that's a physical language, so yeah. being English or Arabic or whatever, yeah. or it's, a, it's just the same sort of slang and things like that. And, and, so that's and actually a, an important point that you just brought up, is that one of the key things that, that you're dealing with and that we're dealing with here when we talk audience first, is we're talking, while this is a global phenomenon and these ideas are applicable globally, Really, we're also zooming in on the Middle East and this part of the, the world, this region. So we've got language that we're dealing with. And Arabic is the language. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And even then, it's not homogenous, right? So well, exactly. Big problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, different dialects. Yeah. What are people saying? Yeah. And things mean different things to different people. And it's, I guess, a similar situation. A lot of people who perhaps native English speakers, you know, you're from Canada, I'm from Australia. We can say similar things, but they mean completely different yeah. Um, things and it usually comes down to slang but in this circumstance we have different dialects and all that sort of thing that's something we're going to touch on in the series is really to delve deep into why getting a deeper audience understanding is, is really um, a key to giving you an edge across competitors but also also making your, your dollar go further or your dirham or your real or whatever that currency is <laughs> make it go further and that's the whole point of this right is to is to push push up margins and things like that especially in a really competitive environment you, you don't want to have to constantly be expanding marketing spend or media spends and that type of thing so here, here's the thing i like to think that i'm i'm fairly intelligent you know i've got an advanced degree or two underneath my belt i do a lot of reading i've read your white papers i've read other white papers 
there is still terminology that when I read it, I know what the words mean. I get the idea, but when I start applying it in an audience first scenario, sometimes the question that I have is, okay, well, what exactly are we talking about in terms of what's within this term? So data is one of them. And when I'm looking at what we're talking about with, with surveilling, listening, watching, interpreting audience impressions of things, what does data mean in that context? Wind back. I guess there's a huge difference and it's something that, you know, you, you shouldn't ever conflate data with insight. Oh, you see, I always do that. So because data is is just a set of facts, you know, whether that's um, how many kilometers or miles or depending on your your lexicon, how far you've driven in a day or something like that through to how many, you know, eyeballs have seen a particular piece of content. They're just data points, you know, it's just numbers on a page. It's just information. Yeah, exactly. And and the difference um, between that and, and getting an insight from that is when it's really the analysis part, you know, so data can actually mean anything. It's, it's just any piece of information that can help you make a decision, I guess. Um, that data, those data sources can, can, you know, in our context, rely on, on the digital world. So social media, the web, etc. cetera. Um, in anybody's listening world, that could also be sales information. It could be footfall. It could be customer loyalty, all those sort of things. When you put them all together, that's when some magic happens and you're able to, develop an insight into mm. into how people are behaving or how they're responding to a product or how people perceive your business and that type of thing and how we look at it um in 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 our sense is is that data can provide us with a rich basis of it for analysis and and you know Scylla runs is, is ai um focused it uses natural language processing and a number of different ai models to to make um all simultaneously yeah 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 and 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 what what that does and and you know people out there there's so much we hear the word ai crap. instantly it's yeah. just like <laughs> will smith comes to mind uh, yeah <laughs> and it's not and it's just it's just completely you know it's all bs without <laughs> without turning this into an adult only um podcast the the or minicast. Uh, the the idea is that AI helps us sort through information. So it's a sorting faster. tool. It's a sorting it, it tool. Is, yeah, okay. it, it processes information. It learns. It can you know the, at the, at its depth. Mm. It can learn from itself. Learn to where to collect information to, okay. that a single human could never do. So you're sitting at a computer. Like imagine everybody's had nightmare experiences with Excel um, yes. and and giant sheets with you know instead of thousands of rows sort of go into millions you just wouldn't it wouldn't physically be able to go through all of that information to um get it you know to to, to analyze it you know there's just no possible well there is mm. a possible way it just would take you years right that's what the machines do that's what ai's you know pr- primary function is and so it groups the stuff. It doesn't tell you about it, but it groups information. it, processes it, puts it together so that you can then... Get an output, yeah. And, get an and output you can make inferences. And if you apply that same thinking to a Tesla, for example, it's the same thing. It's looking at, for instance, the surroundings, processing all of that information and then giving you a recommendation. Or mm. maybe it's not a recommendation, the information processed. So these cars are around you. Park like this. This is the speed limit. This is the lane. You know, even less advanced cars... Newer cars now have lane keeping technology yeah. and things like that. That that's all to an extent AI in the sense that it's processing information, giving it to you and learning 
from your behavior on, on, and, and making okay. things better. And practically, you know, that goes from fridges now to <laughs> everything's using it. Yeah, anything that's robotic, I guess, as we might have called. And I think a lot of the time AI is used by a lot of people to confuse and to, you know, be a trend topic and all that sort of thing. And I think it's it, it just really is boiling and simplifying it down. It's a tool that enables us to understand large and vast amount of information more simply, quickly, almost instantaneously, and without much intervention. Um, but it, but it doesn't negate the need to be able to do that interpretation. It doesn't. No, exactly. You yeah. have to have someone like yourself or, or yeah. our marketing teams, or who can then look at all of this data that has been grouped and organized and to say, okay, and apply it to trend. a situation. Yeah. yeah, and that and that's where you know the human part becomes really important. It's forgotten. People talk about AI taking yeah. people's jobs. What it's yeah. doing is taking away, I guess, the less, um, the more mundane. I guess, right. processing, data entry, processing, all that sort of stuff, which, you know, just changes the job of the future. It doesn't necessarily change. Yeah, it's giving you, know, you more time to do the away. job. Yeah. You're not doing the yeah. grunt work. You are literally able to look at that data and, and, and ask better questions. I think that to yeah, me exactly. becomes the key. And that, that's yeah. what we talked about in the last podcast. Yeah, audience first and all that sort of things. It's just about asking questions about what your challenge is and getting to the bottom of it. And AI is a, is a thing that helps us with that. In our context with, with Scylla, what it is is a, is a bunch of models that basically can process language and images um, at, at a huge amount of scale to give us a set of information that we can then help um, people make decisions, better decisions about their marketing efforts, their outreach, their creative, their um, advertising placements, their media, all that type of thing. I think one of the things that you just mentioned when you talked about Scylla takes a look at all the outputs that people are doing. For instance, it might it might go through an influencer's Instagram. But it's not just looking at the words, it's looking at the images. And to me, that becomes the gold of using these AI tools because me as that one person who's going to go through one person's account and I'm going to read the comments and I'm going to look at things, I'm going to look at a picture, then I'm going to look at another picture. I'm not necessarily going to be able to group the likeness of them and think about, okay, well, what's in that picture? What's the context of that picture? Yeah. What's the location of that picture? And the key the key that you said there is is context. And, and people, people, I guess, users mostly are rightfully upset. Not upset, that's the wrong word. Or apprehensive, I guess, about yeah. what they share and yeah. the data and stuff like that. But the truth is that... You sign up to any platform. You've I mean, given away it's public that information. Yeah, it's public information. Uh, effectively, you know, within reason. Obviously, there's privacy settings that you can apply, sure. but your experience gets altered on that particular platform, whatever it is. They're all the same, and so um, I think from that perspective, then we we really need to think about like what's important to the context of what people are doing. So if you just use language, for example, um, if you just look at using, for instance, if we're talking this through marketing or uh, social media or that type of analysis, that type of consumer intelligence, if you're just using words, you miss a lot of context. Mm. Um, and that's a, that's a limitation of social listening um, tools and things like that is that it, it's usually keyword-based, which we, I think we touched on in the we previous series did, yeah. with, with biases yes. particularly. And using keywords to search for things, it becomes difficult. So if you if you have a have an extra layer of information that provides context to those words and can understand, you know, things like sarcasm and, and mm. things like emotion and context and dialect, yeah, and then then you get a better slang. understanding. Yeah. yeah, and it's about understanding. If you don't have access to that information or that kind of tool, it's about knowing that that's the limitation, and using that 
sort of you know like so, so something like social listening um, as a as a as a um, one of the tools in your arsenal. You know, it's not the tool. It can never be the tool, but it will help you, for instance, with trending information or trending topics, that type of thing. That, that's where it really comes into the fore, but not necessarily for really understanding consumers. That's what we talked about in the previous set of podcasts. If you haven't heard them, go and give them a listen. They're bite-sized, they're enjoyable, they're funny, they're informative, they're entertaining, and they're educational. And they lead That's into everything. where we are right I know. They are everything <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> and they can be. That leads nicely into where we're going in this set of podcasts that carry on because we wanna we wanna deep dive a little bit more into where, where we're going to go next, messaging and how we need to think about the messaging that we are creating across our platforms, how we can use data that we've gotten from what people are saying to influence our new sets of messages that we are delivering to thus also influence audience knowledge for the better. Yep, that's where we're going. And we'll also take some the listeners also through, you know, the, the things that we've touched on on this. So really sort of demystifying some data science points as well. We'll have a couple of guests on through the series and we'll also talk through, um, I think, in more specific detail about, you know, uh, concepts like dialect and, and have some, some Arabic speakers in, in on the podcast to really sort of shine a light on how that type of stuff can really impact the type of information you're getting. I'm James Pikeaway. I'm Paul Kelly. And this is Know Your Audience.